Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That One Time I Dated a Mormon. I hope that you are well. Um, I hope that you've had a good week despite a lot of the um, crazy things that are going on at the moment. Um, before I get into the topic of today's episode, I just want to um, draw your attention to um, if you are um, as most of us are keeping abreast of the situation in the Ukraine at the moment and you feel that there's something you want to do about it. Um, I know that some people um, can question donating to various charities as, um, you know, sometimes it's not particularly clear what your money's going to go towards, if it's going to go towards anything um, helpful at all. Unfortunately, however, I just wanted to start off the episode by referencing um, a charity called uh, choose.love.org and um, the reason that this one is different um, and you can go on the website and um, there are resources on there there are interviews with um, volunteers and things you can watch as well and um, it helps various um, groups and minorities and people in need all over the world but at the minute there's a big push on um, supporting those in Ukraine obviously and um, if you go onto the website it's slightly different because you can um, select to donate or to fundraise, take action, whatever. But if you go onto the donate page, um, rather than just blindly give £5, £10, whatever, you can buy specific items so you know exactly what it is that your money is going to be going on. So, for example, you can buy um, a winter coat for a child. Um, you can buy um, even something really simple like... Um, um, a stethoscope so that it can be provided to doctors and nurses on the ground if they don't have access to um, equipment that, that they would just naturally you know take for granted um, so chooselove.org um, and there's lots of different things that you can get involved in on there but I know that some people occasionally question um, the legitimacy of, of, of a charity but this one is um, without doubt um, I think incredibly well organised and just by looking through the website um, it's trying to if possible be as positive about the situation so uh, yeah choose love.org or I definitely suggest you go go and look at if you want to um, feel that you're you're helping out in some way. Um, as always I start off with just a couple of things in the news that have caught my eye. Um, I've been speaking the last couple of episodes about um, online treatment particularly online treatment towards women or, or people of any minority. Um, and um, last week I did an episode or a short episode about the uh, focus of International Women's Day this week. And um, one or two things that just caught my eye in the news this week. So in um, Turkey, new laws have been put into place to protect women. So the Turkish president has announced new measures um, to curb violence against women. Um, so, for example, um, stalking will now become a punishable crime with jail time. Um, and female victims of, of violence, um, particularly domestic violence, will be given lawyers for free. So they won't have to then struggle not only with the aftermath of, of something they've suffered through, but the, you know, the economic impact of that as well. Um and then one thing that I thought was interesting, and again, this probably shows my, um, you know, naivety, privilege as a, as a man, um, is there was an article about um, the danger around um, electric cars and the fact that um, 
when um, people have to fill up with um, you know, an electric car, it's not just a quick fix, like a few minutes at a pump putting petrol in. Quite often, it can be quite a lengthy time you're having to wait, you know, half an hour, an hour, whatever. And the article is by um, a, a writer called uh, Madeline, Madeline Cuff. And she writes how quite often, you know, these are at um, petrol stations, which can be quite dark, quite isolating. Um, they're... Um, the pump or not the pump but like the electric stand to charge your car is often kind of nowhere near um the rest of the compound obviously so you know that the traffic can get by safely but that in a way puts women at, at risk because they're literally just standing in the dark waiting at night potentially for their car to be ready to use so she's put so in the article it talks about how there's a need for um, councils to put things into place such as CCTV cameras, lighting um, and there's a website that you can go out to look at this in a bit more detail called electrifying.com so that was just something that I've not considered actually like the danger of filling up your car but there we go um, and then another um, article that um, interested me this week, I'll say interested me just well, I don't know whether it should have shocked me or not. Um, but there is a current bill going through in America. Um, and I believe it's in... Let me just double check. Um, so it's in Florida. Is that right? Yes, Florida. Um, and it's called the... Well, it's kind of been bastardised to call it this. The Don't Say Gay Bill. So essentially that it is so that children from the age of eight to nine, so in kindergarten, so in third grade, um, don't hear the word gay in school. But on first reason of that, I thought, oh, well, that's really positive because they don't want, they're, they're kind of putting in a, a ban of the word being used derogatorily. It's not. Um, it's just the word itself. Um, the ban and the bill does not want the word gay being used in schools because it's not appropriate for that age range to hear it being said, um, for them to know what it is, essentially. Um, and that, to me, is absolutely, like, fucking bonkers and terrifying, in a way, that there's a, a potential bill going to go through Parliament, well, not Parliament in America, but you know what I mean, to stop um, a word being used because what you think it's going to like indoctrinate children aged eight to become gay um i just it really surprises me that like in 2022 like this is what people are putting all of their energy into so um this week i wanted to continue um in a way, looking at the uh, treatment of people online, because um, it's a topic that um, has kind of interested me more than I thought it would, actually. Um, and I, it in a way, kind of feeds in from topics I've spoken about previously. So I did an episode a couple of weeks ago around She Said, which is the book around the um, Harvey Weinstein scandal and investigation. And the book concludes by looking uh, at the um, case of Christine Blasley Ford, who um, came out and said that Judge Brett Kavanaugh, um, who was going to become um, a member of the Senate in America, had assaulted her when she was a teenager. And... Um, 
I'm not going to go into particular details about um, um, of, of, of the case, but more so about the treatment online. Now, um, this happened, you know, three, four years ago in terms of, of the case being put forward. And I've just got YouTube up open in front of me and you can watch footage of, you know, news report on it and even her giving her testimony. And just scrolling down the comments, there are people who obviously know nothing really about the case, don't know him, don't know her, and people from all over the world, um, just because they want to, just saying these things. So, for example, um, it says, um, watching from outside the US, this woman is nuts. Seriously, this was 36 years ago. Um, someone else says, how many times does she say, I don't remember, but somehow she's 100% sure. Um, another person says it's just a grown woman making a spectacle out of herself. Um, and then someone else says, I hope Brett Kavanaugh files a slander lawsuit back against Ford. Ford needs to be brought to justice for false accusations. Um, the FBI should ask Ford questions. Um, just uh, other things talking about the incident and um, why didn't she lock herself in a bathroom at the time why hasn't she spoken about it for 36 years um and just you know just people that and it's all negative by the way there's, there's hardly any support for her at all now regardless of whether you um you know believe what someone says about um, an assault or any type of crime i, I don't think then whatever your opinion is, going and um, slagging them off, essentially, online is going to do anything, you know, to support them or to change people's minds or really even to help yourself. I mean, I don't see the point in it. I mean, it's not making, it might make you feel better for a second, but it's not going to help anything overall, is it? But that's what I'm going to focus on to, today in a little bit more detail and particularly go down the topic of trolling online, but also the more, um, the widespread culture online, which is something now called incel or an incel. So I-N-C-E-L. Now you may not have heard of that before. You may have, but I'm going to talk around this issue today in a little bit more detail. Now I first came across the, well not first came across the topic of, but in terms of my reading around it with a book called Troll Hunting by Ginger Gorman. Um, it's called Troll Hunting Inside the World of Online Hate and It's Human Fallout. And um, basically Ginger Gorman um, is a journalist and she attracted a lot of online abuse and hate because of a story that she wrote where um, two of the people involved in the story were then found to be um, without going into too much detail, um, sex offenders. She had no idea about that, obviously, at the time of the story. But then when it came out in the press, she then got horrendous abuse online because she um, was viewed by some as almost supporting them, even though she was completely you know, ignorant of, of what it was that, that was happening at the, at the time in terms of the story. Um, and from there because she was getting so much online abuse her reaction to it was to what was to go into the, that kind of dark side of the internet to find out what drove these people to use the internet to attack other people um, I suppose that kind of the only way out is through she went into it to find out more about it um, and she in the book it's brilliant I'll go through some examples later but she um, in kind of an odd word befriends some of the people 
online so that she can um, learn about this online incel trolling culture. Um, so I'm just going to play you a little interview with her first. So she's very critical of big internet companies like Twitter and Facebook as she feels that they don't police a lot of this online hatred enough. Um, and then I'll go into a little bit more of the of the of the case and some of the the terminology around trolling and incel groups as well. So this is a really interesting thing about the naivety with which platforms like Twitter and Facebook have been set up. You know, like when I was trying to get interviews from Facebook and Twitter, which is a whole chapter of my book, like they claim to be all pro-free speech but then won't actually answer any questions. Um, they say this naive stuff like we're here for everyone to have a voice. You know, what a load of shit. Like... You know, as we saw with Frances Hagen's Senate testimony, you are not there for everyone to have a voice. The primary motive of all these giant platforms is profit. Um, and I think what she says there is quite interesting, the idea that these um, online companies like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, say that they're there to promote free speech. People can have, you know, communication with people all over the world, da, 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 da. but then they don't police it. They don't um, police the kind of, uh, the dangerous side of it until something really serious happens. I mean, I've spoken on here before about how I've had to report posts that I've been sent um, and I've never heard back. I've never been told if that account's been suspended or whatever. Um, and because the internet is so vast and so almost unpoliceable, it allows um, uh, trolls, it allows um, people part of the incel culture to pretty much get away with anything that, that they want. Now, in terms of what some different words mean, so for example, uh, a troll, um, according to the dictionary, uh, a troll is um, a person who makes a deliberately offensive or provocative online post. Um, and I think, you know, uh, stereotypically, the connotation of troll would be like some little creature living underneath a bridge. And I suppose that links to the idea of like a monster online, someone who is out to hurt and out to hunt someone else um, and is purposely trying to um, intimidate and scare somebody. And interestingly, um, in the book by Ginger Gorman, she, she looks at examples of where the word troll has been used. So, for example, um, there was an article in uh, The New Yorker where he described Donald Trump as being the troll in chief, because quite often he would just, as we know, um, quite openly uh, be incredibly critical about different people and would openly troll them. So be horrible about them in tweets, in speeches, online, whatever. And as part of the uh, kind of hate campaign that a lot of trolls or incels will sometimes do is they will also do something called doxing, so D-O-X-X-ing, which is where they'll publish somebody's personal details online. So a home address, a place of work, maybe what school their kids go to, to intimidate, to show the power that they have um, and just to basically show that the, the control that they can find um, and manipulate someone through the internet. Now, in Ginger Gorman's book, she writes about how she speaks to two particular men, which she calls Mark and Craig, who um, like attacked her and victimised her online. 
And uh, one of them, uh, Mark, is really quite terrifying to read his um, reasonings for what he does and why. Um, and at one point he says, and this is kind of the kind of the reasoning around a lot of the incel culture, um, he says, um, you're stuck in your social justice bubble and you can't see the truth. There's a big, big culture of cyber hate against men, especially white men, like I have less rights than you because I'm white and male. And I think that really highlights the, um, the, the motive behind the incel culture, that it is essentially young white men, so kind of 20 to 35, who are essentially, they feel, um, pissed off that white men are being blamed for everything. That's what they feel. Um, so they're fed up with women. They're fed up with um, Black Lives Matter. They're fed up with LGBT rights. They're fed up with transgender rights, whatever. Um, and they feel that white men are being diminished in society and are essentially being held as scapegoats for everything that's wrong in the world. Now, um, <laughs> I think that... Mm, I'd like to say most people would probably say white men have had a fairly free ride for quite a long time. So maybe they should be getting a little bit of flack at the moment. But I find the reasoning around it um, interesting. Um, a little bit scary, but it is interesting, kind of the, the argument that they put forward. Um, and the the real belief that they have around it and why they think that people of other minorities are essentially worse than them and why um, they feel that they have the right to then attack them as much as, as, as they want to, to get revenge essentially. Now um, in one part of the book Ginger Gorman she had, does an interview with uh, Mark so one of the, the, the trolls that she meets and then she meets a psychologist to look at the links between um, trolling and incel culture and um, paths or um, people having psychopathic tendencies and there are um, various uh, kind of indicators in in terms of someone um, having psychopath tendencies and they're rated from a zero to a two so for example um, having an inflated self um, sense of importance um, a constant need for stimulation being prone to boredom callousness, lack of empathy, a lack of remorse, lack of guilt, and failure to accept responsibility for actions. And then um, if the person comes out on a scale of a zero, there's no match at all. And a two, that means there's a good match. Now, there's a maximum score of 40. In the UK, if you get 25, then you would be kind of flagged in terms of um, a potential danger, whereas in the US, the cutoff state is a 30. Now, when um, the psychologist looks at the interview footage of Ginger Gorman with Mark um, you know he pulls out a lot of really interesting things and how this man who an online troll shares a lot of the traits with the psychopath so the idea that um, he can understand emotions because he actively enjoys making other people feel negative emotions but doesn't then have any empathy for them so there's a lot of sadism um, related to online trolling that you enjoy creating negative feelings for others you just don't then have any response any kind of empathy or sympathetic response to it yourself um, and I think the ease at which it is to attack someone online because 
you know, you're faceless, they're faceless, you've got no geographical kind of distance making you close to them, um, it's so removed that you can essentially just be vile to somebody if you want to. Um, now, she also talks about, or writes about in the book rather, um, uh, an online troll called Robert Stacey McCain, who attacked her in 2013 because of um, the, the article that came out. And he's an, another interesting case because he claims to be a family man, a Christian, and he kind of works in politics and is a writer, um, but he is very critical and cynical of journalism because he says that people are almost so um, worried of being cancelled that they never say anything negative. So he says that journalism can only ever be positive about homosexuality. It can only ever be positive about people of colour because if you're not, then you're cancelled instantly. Um, I don't really agree with that. I think that um, you know, there are many instances of people of the LGBT community, um, people of colour who are rightly held to account if they've done something wrong in the press and in the media. Um, but also, you know, racism and homophobia still exists. So it's not like, you know, um, he's speaking from a, some type of utopia where um, prejudice doesn't exist anymore. So that's... Uh, reasoning from him I don't really understand but that that's what he says um and then he in in writing to and speaking with Ginger Gorman um he um talks about his really kind of quite openly offensive views that he just puts out online as well um so you know, he calls people race traitors if they um, are in a mixed race relationship, um, if they are supportive, say, of Black Lives Matters movements. Um, he, on in his writing and on his website, he quotes um, like Bible verses so that, you know, he kind of finds reasons for his point of view in scripture, supposedly. But then on the other side, you know, he has a Facebook profile where it's constantly pictures of his grandkids and having a lovely Christmas with them. And I think that's the really odd thing or scary thing about this, which is what comes clear in Ginger Gorman's book, um, in that your initial stereotype of an online troll. So, you know, you think of like a skinny, very pale, spotty teenage boy in his mum's basement isn't right. You know, it's professional men who have jobs, careers, wives, girlfriends, children, and just have this other side to them, which is, you know, hidden in the ether of, of the internet. And because of that, um, you know, it raises the question that, you know, we always feel and we always fall back on the note, the, the idea that education is the best tool to show people what is right in society and what is wrong but in actual fact you know through you know research around the topic here you find that a lot of the people who are involved in the trolling community and the incel community are actually very intelligent very well read very educated and where do you go from there because isn't education meant to solve everything um and you know it it kind of makes makes you ponder on on the curriculum in a way because 
you think, well, if you're teaching fiction um, or history that shows people in a particular way in a positive light or a negative light, is that then just then fueling part of society to um, hate a particular minority even more? Um, you know, who agree with what it is that has been historically happening to LGBT community or people of colour. It's a really odd um, notion and something to get your head around, particularly myself as a teacher, that, you know, I feel that education is the way to improve lives. But if these people are actually very well educated and still have these incredibly narrow, bigoted views, then kind of where do you go from there? Now, like any group any um faction um there is kind of it, um, its own language there is um a terminology and a dictionary um related to all of these little terms that the, that the groups use online so i'm going to go through and just define some of the words with you some of which i'd never heard before but i'm just going to show you play you a little clip first um of one uh man so he's called the, the documentary is called the secret language of incels the fifth estate on youtube you can watch it and it breaks down a lot of the vocabulary that the incel um groups use online as a subculture scholar what really fascinates me is trying to decode some of the language unlike any subculture that incels have their own vernacular So what I've done is I've gone into some of these incel forums that are online, since this is the space in which most of these guys congregate. And there's ongoing conversations every single day with people all over the world. And a lot of incels are really obsessed with their looks. And I think it's kind of gives us a nice window into the rejection and the depression that some of the incels are really feeling. I think all men deep down are really pissed off by women wish you all were dead and they adopt this sort of fatalistic attitude that they are not genetically genetically made in an attractive way for women and therefore are doomed to never find uh, intimacy with a woman so i'm just going to pause it there for a second so the the word incel comes from involuntary celibate or involuntary celibacy so the idea that these group of men who are generally white young men kind of 20 to 35 um are disliked by women and um they view themselves as being unattractive and horrible um, and so women shun them so their reaction then is to um hate you know and really like violently go after um anyone then that, that they think is better than them um, and particularly anyone who's a, a minority because they're an easy target. Um, now they break down the kind of two people in particular that they go after as um, a Chad and a Stacy. So a Chad is kind of the opposite to them. So the man who is attractive, who's um, well built, who is successful, who gets all of the girls and they hate anyone like that and will go after men online as well, not just women. Um, and then Stacey's, so the stereotypical woman who ignores them and will, um, you know, kind of, you know, think about the high school, like make fun of them on the school corridor, that type of thing. So I'm just going to continue the clip for a minute because um, it summarises that a little bit more clearly for you. So the incels really focus on the Chads and the Stacys. 
The Chads are the high-status males who, from the incels' point of view, are successful, are uh, having sex with lots of women, to whom life comes really easily. The Stacys are the shallow, self-obsessed women who only care about the looks of the Chads and therefore spurn you know, any advances or attempts made by the incels. Um, and a lot of the anger that these men feel is related to sex um, and the idea that or the feeling that they're you know looked down upon by men and women and because of this have become an incel so an involuntarily celibate so they don't choose to not have relationships they've been made to by society and their way to um get back at that or counteract that is to take their anger for society basically um out on the internet now, there are some, um, I say famous, for want of a better word, um, but well-known examples of incels and trolls online. Um, and I'm just going to talk about one, one or two of them. Um, so, so um, one, so arguably the most famous incel and troll online is um, called Weave. So W-E-E-V, um, and his full name is, or his first name is Andrew. Um, and he's like a self-proclaimed internet troll. Um, he's affiliated with the alt-right, um, the um, neo-Nazi group, white supremacist, anti-Semitic groups. Um, and he's been described as, quote, extremely violent rhetoric advocating genocide of non-whites. Now, um, he was imprisoned for hacking and various kind of online hate crimes and things um, but he runs his own website he um, publishes articles for um, a right-wing uh, paper called the daily stormer um, he's been banned on twitter but obviously you know you can still get on and do various things and um, he's tweeted that hitler hasn't done anything wrong in the past i mean just nuts um and um has a almost a complete profession made out of being um, an incel and a troll online um just before i talk about a second um in not i'm not not I'm laughing at the idea of an incel i'm laughing because if you hear a gong a bang that is because my hamster is in her little ball at the moment so if she um runs a little ball into a chair leg as they often do or, or a wall that's what the sound is um so uh, another is called Jack Richard Peterson, um, and he's a filmmaker, and um, he says a self-proclaimed prophet and um, was, not anymore, but was a former spokesman for the incel community. He's since left the incel community, um, but he became well known um for his various points of views about um, terrorist attacks um, and really quite um outspoken around um revenge porn and um kind of advocating for people to be trolls online essentially um and he's spoken about um the what's called a manosphere online so m-a-n-o-sphere manosphere 
which is a collection of websites which uh, promote misogyny, promote opposition to feminism. And that's something that he essentially became or fell into and almost kind of came indoctrinated by online. Um, and there were other groups on there called Men Go In Their Own Way. So NGTOW, Incels, Involuntary Celibates. Um, and he basically um, just fell into that online but has since um stepped out of it um and is is now um not kind of actively against the incel community but speaks about the the maybe the the damaging side of it as well but the really interesting thing about people like him so jack richard peterson is the i don't know whether it's kind of like an like an ironic um juxtaposition of, of some of the points of view that they take but um they they seem to love finding um contradictions so for example a lot of the incel community um follow the um, early teachings of uh, socrates um and the idea that if you can question 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 something until you find a hole in it a gap in it and then that's what you really plug away at because you found something wrong with the system so um a really famous one is the idea that um the question um is there a boulder that god can't lift now if you say yes then that proves that God is not almighty because there's something he physically can't do. He can't lift a certain boulder. If you say no, then it means that he's not strong enough to make a boulder he can't lift. So either way, you're trapped. So either way, there's a contradiction. Um, and that's kind of what, in, in, in a loose way, what a lot of incel online trolls look for. They look for where there's a no way out and then they can really attack someone for that reason interestingly jack richard peterson who uh, was an incel so very misogynistic like horrendous things that he was saying online um in an interview said that he hated women so much he thinks he can only now date men when a lot of the things he was saying online was anti-lgbt um so very odd um and i think that in a way, you've got to look at a lot of the trauma that these people will have gone through themselves. Um, I don't like to think that um, these people are just purely evil. Um, uh, I think there is an argument to be made for trying to understand where these people, not where they're coming from in terms of their points of view, but the reason for why they feel these things, if it is a reaction to trauma, for example. Um, and a lot of incels online, um, you know, were lads who are shy, were shy at school, experienced depression, feeling very, very lonely um, and find a community online that they can become part of. But it's a dangerous community and it's a very toxic community as well and breeds this very simple, um, simply spread uh, hatred online that's then impossible to um police now i think the incel community really became prominent or well known um is as a reaction to or it kind of in the in the aftermath of uh, the toronto um terrorism attack in 
2020 in uh, 10th of November, which is when a van ploughed into pedestrians. Now, the um, perpetrator of that, so a man called Alec Minassian, um, was charged with 10 charges of murder, 16 attempts of um, a charge of attempted murder, um, and he was a self-proclaimed incel, so an involuntary celibate, who took his hatred on people out on the internet and then led to this terrorist attack. And there are incidents of incel behaviour online being linked to um, terrorism online as well. But he was pleading um, that he couldn't be found guilty due to, um, he says, not being criminally responsible um, because of um, almost being, he feels, driven to it um, because of the society that he was brought up in. That society hated him so much, he felt, that forced him to become an incel, then he can't be held responsible for anything he does as a reaction to that. Um, and at one point, his lawyer said um, he's entering a plea of not criminally responsible on all counts. Um, and again, the kind of contradictory nature of the incel community I mentioned before is they their entire mission, in a way, is to hold people to account that they hate, but then... There's a lack of wanting to be held to account themselves um, and blaming their behaviour on other things rather than owning up to the really vile things that they're, that they're doing online. For example, um, going back to the Ginger Gorman book, there um, was, uh, uh, I think it was Mark I mentioned before, um, he uh, openly talks about how he looks for in the news um, incidents of um, kind of accidents um, and then we'll go online and find a Facebook page in memoriam. So, for example, there was, this, uh, there was an example of a story where a young girl had died because she'd been hit by a train in a tragic accident. He found the in memoriam page for her online and purposefully wrote really offensive things about her online to upset friends and family and then just watched all of the comments of people getting really upset and arguing back at him. And he just enjoys kind of going around online and dropping these little bombs, for want of a better word, and just watching the reactions like a little catalyst. Um, and he actively enjoys that. Um, and the really terrifying thing about that particular situation or particular incel troll is that he quite openly says, I've not had any trauma. I didn't have a bad upbringing. I wasn't bullied in school. I just like doing this. I just like doing it for fun. Like this is just his entertainment to try and ruin people's lives um, online that he's never even met. Now, as always, I do a lot of reading around these topics and there's a report that you can read called Incels, a first scan of the phenomenon. Um, it's, a, it's a report that you can read and you can download online. And there are a couple of things I'm just going to talk about. So there are different levels of violence um, that incels have been um, kind of associated with. So there's personal level violence, which is where they um, engage on... Um, talking about issues online, so talking about driving people to suicide and things like that, um, telling people to go to the ER, um, calling people a hero online if they've done various um, kind of negative acts towards others. 
Then there's interpersonal level violence, which is where they will become more active in humiliating people, whether that is by catfishing them, um, uploading revenge porn, um, doxing, so releasing people's private information online. And then there's societal level violence, which becomes more high risk, which um, becomes more of like physical violence and the more of the links to terrorism. And then there are all sorts of terminology as well. So, for example, I've already mentioned the Stacey's and the Chad's, so the, the men or women that they hate and they go after. Um, they talk about um, going ER. So um, a man called Elliot Roger, um, who um, is known for kind of inciting uh, rhetoric around mass murder. So if you go ER, you're following him. Um, there's the idea of um, an, an alt-right cell, so an incel who identifies with the alt-right, so you're kind of in both camps, essentially. Um, there's something called um, a blue pill, which talks about people who, in their point of view, are ignorant and don't realise how horrible society is. Um, essentially. Um, we've heard of catfishing before where you pretend to be someone else online but they've then taken it further um, and call it chad fishing so they purposely go after attractive women to humiliate them online. There's all sorts of things um, and then interestingly just in terms of data um, this was again in the same report that was put together by um, a company called Moonshot and it looks at the number of incels per country. Um, and just, in, and I know that data can be subjective, it can change over time. But um, in Europe, Germany comes out top um, quite vastly above any other country in Europe with the most incel members. Whereas other countries like Cyprus, for example, according to the data, isn't on the radar at all. Um, and then there are um, interviews and quotes from INSAR members as well from different parts of, of Europe. And they talk about how different incels in different countries have different things they're angry about as well. So, for example, in Germany, um, according to this report, the main incel aggression is towards... Um, uh, kind of the Chad and the Stacey, so hating certain men, hurting certain women. Incels in France um, um, feel that the kind of feminist movement has eroded men's rights. Um, incels in Sweden feel that um, as a white man, they are now seen as being less attractive than a man of colour. Um, and incels in Italy feel um, that there are too many refugees and that it means that it impacts the, quote, dating pool for white men. Um, and then because of that, they then turn to this online hatred. It's a almost unfathomable size of a community online and its own culture and its own language and its own laws and its own rules. And on one hand, it's incredibly interesting, but it is also terrifying because, you know, I've spoken about things like Instagram before where 
it just grew so quickly that it was unpoliceable. And that's the problem with the internet as well. It Like the human brain isn't equipped for something that is so big and intangible. Like we just don't understand it. Um, and that's why this incel community is so successful because it is so unpoliceable in a way. Um, now, just going back to the, the comments I made before around the possible reasons for why people act in a certain way, um, the book by Ginger Gorman, which I would really, really recommend reading, um, in the interview with the psychologist, he makes a really interesting point um, around how you do need to look at the background of the people who are involved in this community and and I'm sure you, that's if you can hear it that's the hamster on the um kitchen tile floor which is on carpet now there we go um the the psychologist Dr Williams says and this is a, a brilliant quote I think he says um these folk didn't come from nowhere and I would challenge the idea that they fell out of the sky as trolls. These are behaviours that were picked up over time. They were learned either through omission or commission and in many ways people with challenger behaviours are a kind of mirror of our own communities. And this is the really interesting bit. If the flowers are growing a certain way, what's happening in the soil? And I don't think, obviously we can um, ignore and okay, for want of a better word, what these people are doing online. But I think it does raise a question of why are they feeling this way? What on earth has happened that means they feel that the only way that they can exist is to be so horrendous to other people um, online? Now, um, there are a couple of things, that, um, you know, that are being put into place to prevent hate speech. So, for example, um, if you go on to lawcom.gov.uk, so Law Commission, um, as of 7th of December 2021, um, the Law Commission um, is looking at, um, in not improving, but strengthening um, hate crime laws online. So, for example, it says hate crime has a terrible impact on victims and it's unacceptable that current levels of protection are so inconsistent. Our recommendations would improve protections for victims while also ensuring that the right of freedom of expression is safeguarded. Um, and it says that in 2022, 2021, there were over 10,000 prosecutions and convictions for hate crimes in England and Wales. Um, and that it's going to, it says, focus on hate crime aimed at LGBT victims and other protected characteristics like race and religion. Um, there's also um, an interesting article on askmen.com, of all things, which is called the incel breakdown, how to stop being an incel. Um, and it gives interesting suggestions. So it says, um, motivate yourself by understanding the problem. So essentially going in the, the, the kind of the hatred you have towards a particular group, 
go and read about it instead. So rather than just hate LGBT people, maybe go and try and educate yourself on the struggles that they've had, which then might make you question your hatred of them, your bigotry towards them. Um, it suggests things like find a better internet community. A little bit easier said than done, I think, when the internet is literally there in the palm of your hand if you want it um but then it does give suggestions as well of getting real life support so books they could read um online support groups they can join that type of thing as well um and uh, if you yourself you know i hope that you don't but if you do ever face the, the the kind of the online hatred that a lot of people do unfortunately there are places that you can go for support um so internetmatters.org is a website that you can go to and you can um report incidents of abuse online and then get support from there so internetmatters.org um I will, in the show notes, put the link to uh, choose if you want to look at that and try and donate um, as best you can if you want to. Um, and just to finish off this episode, I would say definitely go and read the book Ginger Gorman, Troll Hunting. It's fascinating. Go and watch interviews with her online. And kind of as uncomfortable as it might be and unpleasant as it is, Go and read around the incel culture because it is really interesting as well as being really quite scary at the same time. Um, as always, if you have any questions or anything, email me in. Um, if I've used the incorrect term, because I'm still learning about all this stuff, then by always let me know, correct me um, and uh, let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to speak about in the future. OK, have a good week and I'll speak to you soon.